0: Welcome back to Late Night Cage Fight. This is a comedy podcast starring a group of guys, all from Ohio so far, pretty much. And we'd love to have some female voices here. So if you're listening and you're a Nick Cage fan, you happen to be female. Let us know. We'll get you on here. Our podcast is mainly focused on reviewing all of Nick Cage's movies and ranking them definitively. But as uh, we're gearing up for season three of our movie battles, we're releasing some fresh side content. Um, It's Reese and Sean tonight, and we'll be looking at Marvel's Disney's Marvel's WandaVision Uh, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Tying this back to Nick Cage's masterful, marvelous role as ghostwriter. And we also have a special guest this evening. With us is Jordan Lowe, the owner of Asylum Comics in Marietta, Ohio, co host of Kapow, the pop cultured podcast, and writer of a line of all ages comic books from indie self publishers So Pro Comics. Thank you for being with us, Jordan.
1: Wow. Well, thank you for that introduction. It makes me feel very accomplished in life. Yes, and you are. You are. Yeah. <laughs> very, very talented guy.
0: Um, I always love reading your stuff, and I'm always impressed by the uh, collaborations that that you do and uh, the scope of your writing. Um, yeah, I urge everyone to check out uh, your stuff if if we can find it, right? I know sometimes I got to go in the shop. It's like a treasure hunt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, everything should be at soprocomics.com com. We have some that are up there free to read. Uh, you can order through there as well. So, just a lot of different things. We try to keep all ages friendly. Okay. So they're they're appropriate for kids, but they're also, you know, we like the the actual term all ages, where it's not just, you know, mm-hmm. dumbed down and kid friendly, where it's comics everyone can enjoy. So. Sure. Awesome.
0: And, of course, Sean, you're with us again. How are you?
2: I am well. I am uh, ready to talk about some uh, comic book sitcoms. (laughs)
0: Sean is so ready for this discussion. Um, Yeah, so let's just get started. What is everyone's background with Marvel? Please don't make me go first. (laughs) What? Why don't you go first, Sean? <laughs> with the uh, the comics and the movies, I mean, you you've pretty much you've seen it all, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that. I honestly, my background with just superheroes in general, it was actually not something I was into as a kid. Uh, but it's something that I I really got interested in after the first Iron Man movie. You know, that the early days of comic book on film uh, was not, shall we say... uh, (laughs) Stellar. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) But really, it was uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that really... Made me interested in it. I thought that the first Iron Man movie was was very uh, very well done at the time, and uh, you know it, it got me interested in just the Marvel universe uh, as a whole, uh, and and really just kind of took off from there. Uh, I ended up you know going to see every movie in the theater. I watched most of the shows that they had out there. I even started getting into some of the the DC uh, movies and shows. For a time, I was reading some of the newer uh, Marvel comics. Uh, I really ended up liking things like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I read a little bit of uh, Nova. I read uh, Annihilation and Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, I'm not super knowledgeable about the actual comics but i know enough to to get by uh but yeah that that's kind of my background how about you
0: jordan what's your history with marvel
1: uh I've, I've basically been reading comics since i was old enough to read um we always had some in the house i, I never know where they came from like you know, an aunt would get you one randomly, or I I inherit one from my older brother. They just sort of were around the house, mm-hmm. but I really started, if you say collecting, in the early 90s, probably when the X-Men cartoon started on Fox, and that cartoon was so well done. I'm like, X-Men. these X-Men characters are so cool. I I want to learn more about them, so I went to the, I was I was a baseball card collector. So most of the card shops also sell comics. So that the 91, 92 is probably about the year I got into really, you know, buying them in or in sequence and collecting them and keeping them in mint condition and all that fun stuff you did as a kid. So I have never turned back since. Awesome. I had some comics
0: growing up, um, a couple X-Men comics. Again, I, I don't know, like you, I don't know where they came from. I just remember having them. I had this one white... Comic book with was very kind of sparkly, glittery. I want to say, and it was a, a wedding issue. I had no idea oh, what that, was going on.
1: But yeah, I, that era, there were a lot of gimmicks and and I fancy see. covers to try to get you to to buy or yeah. spend an extra dollar, you know, to enhance the the book.
0: I see. And then I also had a VHS tape of the first episode or two of that uh, cartoon, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that opening song is is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of had some random comics here and there, and I, I guess I uh, it wasn't until uh, the Wolverine appearances and the movies that I started getting kind of more into the Marvel stuff. Um, but yeah, I just never, I, I don't know. I, I'm just still kind of uh, not really in that world as much as a lot of my friends are. And so I kind of... Um, pick and choose you know here and there like oh this looks cool and i'll watch this uh maybe i like it maybe i don't but uh yeah i just i need you guys to be my senseis here you know help me understand because (laughs) i had no idea what i was getting into with wandavision and uh it's really cool but guys i'm kind of lost
2: so (laughs) i need you (laughs) yeah that's one thing that i thought was interesting because uh I realized that, you know, I was recommending this show to you, not really thinking, he's never seen Infinity War or Endgame or Age of Ultron or Civil War. Uh, (laughs) there's a lot of context there that you are (laughs) not, not getting, uh, (laughs) the <laughs> thing is, I
0: want to. I really do, but at this point I feel overwhelmed. I don't know where to start.
1: Yeah, know. we're more than twenty movies in, so it's like we're past the point <laughs> where you can just say, Well just catch up. It's like it yeah. It's becoming more and more impossible to catch right. up.
0: I did I saw well, that the the first Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I liked that one. I saw the first Captain America movie, I liked that one, and then I just kind of you know, my interests were elsewhere. And now I just feel like I missed the boat, you know?
2: Honestly, with with Disney Plus now, it's almost something that you just gotta binge like a show. You just gotta you just gotta hunker down and just hammer them all out. <laughs> you guys will inspire me. Um,
0: of course, sitcoms are a big part of this show. Uh, what are your guys' background with sitcoms? Did you have any favorites growing up?
2: I was a pretty avid watcher of Nick at Night when I was a kid, and that's actually where I got exposed to a lot of the black and white era of sitcoms. Like I used to actually watch like I Dream of Jeannie and I Love Lucy and uh Oh man, what were Some of the other ones, uh, Bewitched, uh, I mean, I used to watch The Brady Bunch a lot, even some 90s sitcoms, I was really into, like, step-by-step.
0: Yeah, we still watch I Love Lucy, and then, oh, my wife likes this one show, Three's Company.
2: Oh, I used to watch Three's Company, which, you know, in hindsight, it could be... Potentially a little problematic, but, you know.
1: Well, th- speaking of Three's company, I, I think I had maybe three channels growing up, so I, I'm, I appear to be a little bit older than you guys, so we didn't have cable for a long time, so it was basically... You know, if if this show is on in the afternoon when you're home from school, that's what yeah, you watch. So that was it. it's yeah, you, know, you know what? New Heart's on, so we're 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 huge New Heart fans right now. We're just gonna we're <laughs> gonna watch that every night. But yeah, definitely when, when we finally got cable in the early mid nineties, Nick at Knight was was amazing. And especially those I don't know if it was like New Year's Day or they do special holiday marathons mm. and they do the hundred greatest episodes. And it was just there'd be a Beverly Hillbillies episode and a Mary Tyler Moore episode and a Twilight Zone episode. Just everything I had missed, you know, from the, those eras, mm-hmm. and you got the cream of the crop of it. And it was just a, it was a good education, yeah, for a lot of the this stuff we reference nowadays, and you know the pop culture, uh, the, the you know, before you could stream all this stuff or have DVD sets of it, yeah. And yeah, the my my two favorite sitcoms of all time are the Dick Van Dyke Show. And family ties. So, okay. WandaVision has been right up my <laughs> right up my there alley as a
2: sitcom fan. Well, one of the 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 most interesting factoids about this show was just that they actually got Dick Van Dyke to consult for it, and he had no idea how big Marvel was. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this fact.
0: No, <laughs> that's interesting. So, you know, I'll get the big question out of the way now. Do we foresee any possibility of Nicolas Cage having a role
2: in appearance? <laughs> you know, I I don't think he'll be in WandaVision, but there is a possibility that he could be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, because, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but... Uh, this series essentially starts to dip its toe into the Marvel multiverse. Okay. Which, uh, there have been all these Marvel-adjacent shows and movies, but they haven't been canon within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, rumor has it, it's going to be a sort of trilogy Uh, Of WandaVision uh, the third Spider-Man movie and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness the third Spider-Man movie is rumored to bring together all three uh, actors that played Spider-Man from the three eras of film unfortunately no Japanese Spider-Man but uh, you know can't have everything
0: so when these execs are planning these movies out, I mean we already know that they're looking at these movies years and years down the road, right? And and I guess now it's safe to to assume that they're also looking at these these shows, these streaming shows on Disney Plus and how they can tie into the previous movies and and the ones to come as well. So it's it's kind of exciting. I kind of wish I was more of the Marvel Universe because I can I can sense that excitement of um, – that anticipation of knowing or not knowing what's to come. But uh, as for yeah, Wanda, to me To me,
1: that's the biggest – like just the level of difficulty of these and pulling off that is – like that the movies are good is almost secondary. Like they, they managed – just that they managed to pull it off. And have all these actors stick around for six or eight movies, right. and tie all the plot threads together. Like, mm. there, there's been nothing like this in cinematic history. And I, I, still remember, you know, before that first Iron Man came out, you just hear, it, wait, they're gonna do an Iron Man. And then a Captain America and then a Thor. Then they're going to put them all together. All right. right, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, it it just seems so impossible. Right. And now we have space raccoons and and crazy, like everything in a way that was just not possible or we didn't think was possible Mm -hmm. until they just did it. So uh, it's crazy. I remember. and, And this was
2: probably like 2010 Me and my friend joking uh, Around the time Marvel vs. Capcom 3 came out Just like, oh, they should just do Like a live-action Rocket Raccoon movie And just make it like a realistic-looking raccoon And and then they, like, actually (laughs) Made live-action Rocket Raccoon And it was, like, one of the most successful films of that year Yeah,
0: see? Dreams can become reality
2: I think one of the things that makes this franchise so successful is just that it tells these self-contained stories, but it's also always building up to something bigger. And, like, you know, for the 20-plus movie run uh, that they were leading up to Infinity War and Endgame... They were telling these stories along the way, but they would just give you these little breadcrumbs of, like, things to come, and the way that everything paid off at the end was just so—it was worth the wait. <laughs> yeah.
1: And they've done a good job that it's not overly complicated, yet yeah, there's a lot of characters and there's a lot going on, but most of them are fairly standalone and like some of the characters who popped up in, in WandaVision, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know the Randall Park character, well, he's just an FBI agent. You don't have to know... Yeah where he f- appeared and you have to have footnotes to see, w- you, know, you know, how does he tie to this? He just, he's just an FBI agent and you can get that from this mm-hmm. or the, the Kat Dennings character. She's just the scientist. But, but if you recognize her from Thor, that just adds an extra, you're, mm-hmm. you're not missing anything. Yeah. But if you recognize it, you're, you're gaining a little bit of something. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was largely my experience. I I could somewhat remember these people in roles from movies that I have sadly, uh, somewhat forgotten. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was really interesting because it is a self-contained story so far, it seems in, um, WandaVision, although now it's starting to branch out. We're at what, episode five now?
2: Yes. Which, uh, about halfway. I, the, the season will cap it at, at nine episodes and I don't think that this is a series that's gonna get a second season I think this is gonna be a, a one and done
0: yeah well uh, I do wanna say from here on out we will be talking about spoilers at least I will be um, and I'll just I'll, I'll begin that by saying what what cued me in to the fact that this was connected to the other movies was when they mentioned Ultron and then I realized oh this is this is part of a bigger story, Sean. You didn't tell me this. This isn't, this isn't just a sitcom. It's not. No, I knew that. But but leading up to it, you know, I was really feeling some Twin Peaks here and there. I was feeling some. Uh, well, when they leave the um, what's the name of the town that they're in? Westfield. Westfield. Westview. 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 Westworld. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when they leave Westview, when the yeah, your perspective goes outside of the um the sitcoms, it felt like um something like the movie Annihilation, not connected with the comics, but with Natalie Portman. Like, oh, okay, there's this supernatural kind of presence that has created this alternate reality for some reason. And then, uh, of course, you get the big. I don't. I don't even know if you call it a twist, because I get the sense that probably Marvel fans going into this show already knew what was creating this reality. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I had no idea.
1: There, there were, were only theories. a handful of options. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I see. Because the thing about this series, uh, and, and this was kind of the case with uh, Infinity War and Endgame. It's kind of based on specific runs of comics, but not exactly. It kind of takes elements from different things. It's not really clear exactly what is going on, but based on what's happened in the comics, fans have a good idea of where it might go.
0: I see. So there is there isn't a WandaVision comic book.
2: No. Uh there is a a more recent run of the comic. Uh, I think it was called The Visions. And Jordan, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong cuz I haven't actually read this particular run, but uh yeah, and it, it's essentially where uh Vision is in a pocket dimension and creates kind of like a nuclear family scenario for himself, similar to, uh, what's going on in WandaVision, but they're all, uh, like a family made up of visions. And there's even like a, a robot dog, which, uh, episode five, uh, where they find the dog and then it dies. I guess that's kind of reminiscent to something that happens in, in that run. Uh, but there's also been you know a lot of things uh, in the comics with Wanda Um, you know there was uh, the House of M storyline in the comics uh, where she remakes reality uh, after losing her mind and uh, kills most of the mutants in the world Now, obviously, we don't have mutants yet. Well, maybe one, (laughs) depending
1: on uh, how things pan out. So she she definitely has a long history of being mentally unstable and... Issue. She's been possessed by demons and re- altered reality and uh, characters have died and come back to life. That Like all that comic book melodrama hmm. that there's just this recurring theme of her losing it, <laughs> causing uh, problems, and then having you know, the Avengers have to swoop in and put it all back together. So if you know anything about her, those kind of historical tales, that's kind of what fans were assuming – coming into this but uh-huh. like sean said that n- none of it is a straight adaptation so they can still twist turn and do do anything uh-huh. and surprise us but people well it's probably going to do this or probably going to have a, a cameo from this character or this oh they mentioned this word so that's probably this villain like people are really trying to tie it
2: okay. to
1: something from the comics but you yeah, know until it until we see it <laughs> it's gonna yeah. it's uh, hard to say it. all right yeah, I I'm I'm kind of thinking that
2: there's something to it that we're not expecting or there's just another layer there that you know
1: people haven't figured out yet.
0: The rabbit hole goes deeper.
1: And it does a good job like you said, not, if you haven't seen Age of Ultron, you don't know too much about Wanda. Well, e- even if you have, you don't know much about Wanda. She's only in it for you know 15 minutes. Like okay. the, these stories are so sprawling. A lot of characters, good characters don't get that kind of spotlight. So it's cool to have shows like this mm. that, people are now big fans of Wanda and want to learn more about her and go back and read these stories. So it's it's neat to, to you know, the, the big blockbuster team epics are cool, but it's also good to have these neat smaller stories that, that focus down on the characters. I, I like that a lot. Yeah.
0: Wow. I learned a lot just from that. Uh, I guess briefly, Jordan, what is your overall impression of WandaVision? Did you have any expectations?
1: Um, I wasn't sure what to expect because like, so we've had some Marvel stuff on TV before. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, that Inhumans show that got canceled really fast. So uh, cool. the Netflix shows, you know, so we've had – but those aren't, you know, quote unquote, you know, in, in continuity or in canon. Hmm. And they've all been lacking something. They're, they're not all – even the ones I really liked weren't quite – to the level of the of the MCU, okay. So this one I, I didn't know, but it looks like they they're spending. I saw something like twenty five million an episode, like yeah. they're throwing a ton of money at this. It's A list stars, mm-hmm. really yeah. good writers and directors. So they're, yeah. they're 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 treating it as a big blockbuster movie, but just yeah. on the small screen. So yeah, I, I don't know. I've I I wasn't sure what to expect plot wise because it just seemed kind of weird. It seemed like a you know, yeah, a sitcom starring two superheroes. Okay, yeah. but I've I've been blown away by by how much I've enjoyed it so far. Mm.
0: Yeah, me too, and that's coming from someone who's definitely not nearly as familiar with these storylines and these characters. But uh, attesting to what you said about the the amount of money and the talent that's behind this, the credits the credit sequence <laughs> is so long. Have you noticed that? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like a third of the episode. Right. <laughs>
2: That's kind of like an ongoing thing with uh, these Disney Plus series because uh, the same thing would happen with Mandalorian. <laughs> They'd have uh, you know 30 minute episodes, but like 10 minutes of it would be would be uh, credits.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's also interesting too, when you watch a short film on YouTube or something, and they'll also have really long credits and you think, "Wow, that was a lot of work for that 15 minutes. <laughs> So Sean, I'll leave it to you If you want, we can go Episode by episode and kind of uh, Dig into it and talk about Certain things that um, I guess whatever you want to talk about within these episodes
2: Sure, I mean we can give A uh, a brief Recap of The first five episodes uh, And it's also Worth noting that uh, at the time We're recording this, it's uh thursday before the sixth episode airs so uh obviously we're not gonna be able to talk about that one but uh
0: yeah we're ancient history by the time this comes out
2: yeah they're gonna have like fucking batman in it or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh yeah the one of the things that that i thought was cool about this show is uh The level of care that it takes to recreate the different eras of sitcoms, I should say, uh, represented in each episode. Uh, There's a lot of little touches here and there that I think a lot of people wouldn't notice, but it really gives it an authentic feel. And really, like... I know a lot of people were complaining about the the first few episodes being slow. I'd I'd honestly I'd be good for just like more of just the regular sitcom episodes personally. They I, they were legitimately entertaining <laughs> in my opinion. It has an
0: interesting effect in how this begins because it makes you actually feel like one of these Townspeople who are under control Under mind control It really draws you into the world I think
2: That's one of the things that with the first episode It's very subtle At first and then gets more apparent As the series goes on But You know they The first episode gives you this sense of Oh this is a classic sitcom But something's not right And you can't really Put your finger on it And you don't, you don't, the viewer doesn't at this point have an idea of why these characters are in this scenario, but it, it just gives you little breadcrumbs here and there for the first few episodes. So the, the first episode is heavily inspired by shows like the Dick Van Dyke show and I Love Lucy of the 1950s. They use, uh the typical three camera setup you know that was heavily used in sitcoms of that era except i was going to do a
0: ricky ricardo impression but i don't want to get canceled (laughs) (laughs) sorry to interrupt
1: and even the sets like the set in that first episode was exactly the dick van dyke show set from where the yes. front door is okay. and the stoop and the ottoman yeah. to where the kitchen has a swinging door, like, and they 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 did that every episode since we went to a, a, the Bewitched living room mm. and the Brady Bunch living room with the staircase and oh, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, just that that level of detail to just what lamps they used, what they, you know, the, even the clothes they were wearing. Mm. You know, it went from early sixties to late sixties to seventies. So just yeah, just every every frame someone was paying attention to every frame right. and every little detail do you think all the clothes were bulletproof <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need to see if that uh plays out here i'm sure okay
2: <laughs> yeah uh rumor has it uh that for episode five they actually wanted to get uh because elizabeth olsen if you didn't know is uh the younger sister of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. So I did supposedly they wanted to get them for the eighties inspired episode, but, but they didn't, but they didn't want to take away from, from the
1: plot Too meta, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, if they'd been standing at the door instead of Quicksilver, people would have lost their mind.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I would have.
2: <laughs> Certainly. Oh, and another thing that I th- I thought was was interesting about the series, it, that is a subtler thing that some people might not uh realize, but the commercials uh in episodes 1 through 3 and 5 are loosely based on trauma that Wanda has had throughout the Marvel movies. So the stark industry toaster in episode one tony stark was the one that created ultron which uh
1: you know killed her brother and uh that's making this crazy like ticking sound like a bomb almost there's this weird subliminal you know yeah (laughs) it's threat to this toaster it's it's very i in my opinion i think it's very
0: lynchian it reminds Mm me of um what did we watch with nick cage what do we watch with him? Wild at Heart. Yeah, reminds me of Wild at Heart. Remember Steve's yeah. comment that that movie is is actually a manifestation of the actress of the the character's trauma. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very insightful. And I had to pat Steve on the back for that. I was just impressed he would think of something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding, Steve.
2: Yeah the uh, the Strucker watch. Uh... Strucker, the Hydra agent, who uh, was the one that experimented on her and uh, gave her her powers.
1: I didn't make the connection. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, cool. Now there is Disney Plus did these short little vignettes. I forget what they labeled them, Marvel Legends or something. They're these little like seven or eight minute clip shows, basically. That if you d- hadn't seen all the movies or one of the refresher, they, yeah. they, they edited a bunch of scenes together to give you a quick okay. uh, refresher course. I forgot, I should have mentioned that, that there's there's a, a little bit of a cheat sheet to, to catch up oh, before you start this show. I didn't see that. They, they did one for Wanda and one for Vision, so just short little uh, history of the characters in the Marvel okay. Universe. Well, that's cool. Damn, I should have watched yeah. those.
2: <laughs> Yeah, especially because Vision kind of has a convoluted uh, origin story. (laughs) If you haven't seen the movies.
0: But his origin story is in the movies? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was... uh, Yeah, he... he, Oh, man, it's been been a while since I've seen Age of Ultron, but uh, originally uh, in the Iron Man films... the AI that was in Tony Stark's suit was Jarvis and eventually, uh, Ultron had corrupted Jarvis and they essentially turned, uh, Jarvis into a synthesoid.
0: Oh, and that's what he is.
2: Yeah. So, so technically he's a, uh, he's a sex robot.
0: Really, I, di- I didn't see that in the Disney Plus <laughs> vignettes,
2: Sean. Oh my goodness! Beginning of episode two, Vision f**ks.
0: Oh boy! Don't worry, Jordan. We we'll we'll make you look good. <laughs> um, um, Paul Bettany. We talked about Elizabeth Olsen. Paul Bettany plays the role of Vision. Uh, I think he he plays the character extremely well. I just have some beef with him from way back when he starred in the priest movie. I'm just bitter about that because I was a big fan oh. of that Korean <laughs> comic book, and he was the starring role. And it had it was basically it had nothing to do with the original comic book. So, you know, I was just just a little angry oh, about he's, that. He's but. lucky he didn't get canceled for whitewashing a a role. Exactly, exactly. he would be done. This is, I guess, this is his apology. <laughs> this show so i'll take it because well, yeah, i mean i think both,
1: both, the, both the stars are great as the hammy over-the-top sitcom yeah. acting and the laugh track oh you mm. and then when they drop that mm. and get real that and and like intense they're they're even better at that so yeah i think they have a real handle on both 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 sides of this show one thing that i i think is especially
2: surprising is just how good Elizabeth Olsen is because when they first introduced her character in Age of Ultron she had this kind of like pseudo russian accent oh yeah and it was kind of not good and they kind and they kind of eventually started to phase it out over the course of the movies But interestingly enough, they brought it back in the fifth episode.
1: Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. She was like singing the lullaby in her native language. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they kind of gave her a a thicker accent there. Oh, it kind
0: of tripped me up to uh, the episode where she becomes pregnant. I literally had just finished watching, I think it's season two, episode two of Star Trek Next Generation. Where uh, I forget her name The empath on board She mysteriously gets pregnant And it's a it's, uh, super fast pregnancy Has the baby super <laughs> fast And the baby's growing up super fast You know he's like 10 years old in 3 days So it was really bizarre for me To basically see the same kind of storyline In this <laughs> Back to back it was bizarre So yeah that's just see, that. I
2: I thought you were going to say That you just finished watching uh, The Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger
0: uh well I watch I watch that every classic. week. I just don't I don't tell people how much I like that movie.
2: <laughs> That's gonna be the, the next Cageless that we do.
0: Cageless Jr. I'm gonna leave that in here and people are gonna believe it and we are gonna get canceled.
2: <laughs> Thanks. I mean I'm surprised we haven't gotten cancelled just I know. for having Steve.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry Steve, we love you. I think the most interesting thing about the first episode, though, was, uh, oh, and shout out to uh, What's-Her-Name from that 70s show, because she makes uh, an appearance. I don't remember the actress's name. Oh, she
0: was the beekeeper?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was episode two.
0: Oh, we're not there yet. No. (laughs) Oh, man, this is going to be a long episode if we're still talking about episode
2: (laughs) one. No, just uh, the the one thing I wanted to mention about the first episode. Yeah, as I mentioned, they use the the typical three camera setup, but then there's a scene where at dinner, Vision's boss is, starts choking, and it and it kind of breaks the immersion, and everything kind of gets like super intense, and everyone's just kind of staring at each other, and they they go to like a wide shot camera, and kind of creepy
0: yeah it was it was cool that camera guy yeah. was just he was like oh it's coming it's coming it's coming my shot
2: yeah so uh, episode two more inspired on uh, 1960s era uh, like bewitch I dream a genie uh, they even kind of I didn't even mention the uh, the intros in this show are fantastic they're all uh, takeoffs of of Classic sitcoms. Uh, yeah, I mean, they even have like a, a an intro that's basically the same as the one in, used in Bewitched. Uh, that's animated.
0: Yeah, it's cool.
2: Yeah, I really
0: like the song in episode five, the theme song. <laughs> I just want an episode five show from now on with that song. With that, yeah, it's just a really lovely song. It's like too many cooks. Too many cooks. Jordan, have mm-hmm. you seen too many cooks? I have, yeah. You have. I got Sean to watch yeah. that for the first time last week.
2: Yep. That was That was something.
1: That will take a lot of we healing. Did, we did a whole debate about the best TV theme songs of all time. Yeah. And we tried to narrow it down to the to the best of all time, and that we use that as our <laughs> outro music every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out,
0: Ducktales. Ducktales. That, got pretty, stuck in your head. that, got, that got pretty far. That got. got pretty far. It's. It's one of those things where you can't remember a single episode, but yeah, you know the song. Mm-hmm.
2: What? What? Out of curiosity, what was the voted the number uh, one?
1: I think we ended up with. Um, oh, it was. Uh, What's that called? Will Smith. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow.
0: Is that you, Sean? Is a helicopter? It was you. You fixed it. I did. Sorry about Fresh that. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Of course. It's one of those things... It could, be, it could be someone from uh, S.W.O.R.D. trying to contact you. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. If you're at a party or something, they're playing dance music, and then you throw in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme, and everybody will love it and go crazy. It's a safe one. Yeah. It's a safe yeah. one. <laughs>
2: Didn't they do uh, a reunion not that long ago for HBO Max?
1: Yeah, very teary reunion special. What was it? Wait, All the old beefs came out, and we, we squashed the old beefs from the, those eras. So Finally. <laughs> and everyone hugged and gave each
2: other COVID. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you guys
0: see that? Uh, I don't know if it was a reality show or what. I just saw a clip online of uh, Will Smith and uh, his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, she revealing to him that she cheated on him and his reaction it's uh, I don't know why I, I think about that once in a while just how my, I, I just I've never seen anything like that going on a live TV show and, and I don't know I would be scared like telling my significant other on live TV who happens she he's, he also happens or she happens to be a mega millionaire I I don't know I'm surprised
1: Celebrities Celebrities live Different lives Yeah he was almost A
0: Scientologist too Almost Oof But he He avoided it
2: But he decided To become uh, Hancock instead Yeah That's
0: right (laughs) Yeah What else about WandaVision What's the deal With the beekeeper I brought it up earlier
2: they, uh, th- the beekeeper was, uh, somebody from Sword that they sent over underground, and his suit, uh, turned into a beekeeper to fit with the theme. Oh, he was disconnected, right?
1: Yep.
0: I see. And then he was forced to become, to merge with the world.
2: Yeah. But I, we don't know what happened to him did did he, did he get like expelled like uh like Geraldine
0: How far will this go? See, this is what I want to talk about. Where is this going? Do you think this is going to become is is it going to be like the predator where we she's going to get to a level where she's skinning people and we find their corpses, you know, Twin Peaks style or
1: something? I mean, it's kind of interesting. Again, we're only to the fifth episode, so we don't know, but they they've, they've that they have the guts to kind of make her the villain, yeah, that okay, we start that she's, you know, we we all kind of feel for her vision yeah. died, and she's sad. but, like she's gone too far. She has to be stopped. Like she's not the good guy of this of this series. Right. So, that's interesting. I, again, how far you can take it, I'm not sure. She's done yeah. some pretty terrible things in the comics. Oh really? And then come come back around and 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 been redeemed in some way. So okay, I don't know. I think I think you could. I think she's gonna lose it at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> and cause some real damage. Okay, but that's just a, a total guess from my point. Do you think? I think. She- Sorry.
2: Go ahead. I think she's going to break reality. Just straight up. Straight up? She's, she's going to be the cause of the multiverse crisis.
0: So you think she's going to actually have a huge role in the direction of future films, potentially?
2: Yes, and it's already been confirmed that she's going to play a part in Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Which... Uh, that title makes sense because uh, she's known for... Losing it. Yeah. She's obviously very powerful. Why
0: is there a possibility for negotiation? Like, hey, here's kind of your boundaries. I guess we lost, you know, this number, this many people are under your control. If you can just give us back this number of hostages, (laughs) do you think they could come to some kind of agreement?
2: I think somebody's pulling the strings, honestly.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's I've read some things about that. That her powers are jumping pretty far and pretty fast. Is she? Is so, yeah, someone else pushing mm-hmm. her from behind the scenes, but you know, pulling the strings somehow. Uh, and I, I yeah, I, there's a list of <laughs> villains or or other characters that we could uh, yeah. that we we could might see pop up. So who, who knows. Yeah. But then again, I, this is just—you know—it's—it's it's just a TV show. Like, this isn't a huge blockbuster movie. Like, mm-hmm. how much can you change on this small scale? Mm-hmm. We don't—we don't have a frame of reference. Like, you know, they wouldn't—you know, Agents of Shield yeah. wouldn't kill off a main character or something from the Marvel Universe. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, these shows m- might exist in the world, but they—they they react to it. Can mm-hmm. can we have a TV show on Disney Plus that like sets? the whole phase four quote unquote in the motion. Hmm. I don't know. They might do that. Everyone seems to be watching this show or up, yeah. up to date, at least with what's going on. So yeah. I don't know what the rules are. I, they might break reality hmm. just in a nine episode streaming TV show. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's refreshing to, to have, to have no clue how big this could get. Hmm. To answer the
2: question of will this affect the movies? I think the answer is Yes uh Kevin Feige has made it pretty clear that the Disney Plus shows are going to be different from the other Marvel TV shows that were kind of they ex- they technically existed in the same universe but they the movies could affect the shows but the shows couldn't affect the movies. I think this is this is going to be different. I think they're going to do it in a way where this story is self-contained but it's gonna lead to
1: something and everybody's waiting you know they've they've disney has acquired the fox property so we we've got to throw in x-men and fantastic four and everyone's in a hurry to get to that but whether this is the the avenue for that we don't know Hmm. obviously the way episode five ended people are hopeful that this is you know crossing some kind of boundary with the fox universe and the mutants and that kind of stuff but i i don't know i think fans are maybe expecting too much okay everyone wants everything right and and they want it done really well and they want it done right now right so i think you know with a little bit of patience i'm sure we'll get Mm -hmm. to all that but I, i hope people aren't disappointed by this show from what they want to happen yeah Rather than just you know see what the show gives you and then make mm-hmm. up your mind. Like don't be disappointed because we didn't get because every movie that comes out, the customers I talk to, mm-hmm. oh, I heard a rumor that this guy's gonna show up, or I heard mm-hmm. a rumor, or, I hope this guy, and I hope they do this. And like they build it up in their heads so much. I'm like, how yeah. are you not disappointed in this because you've you've created this own your own thing in your head. So yeah. i I don't know. I, I said, I don't know what the limits are here. Mm-hmm. I hope there aren't any, <laughs> but right. we have to we have to assume there are. Yeah, of course. And And Reese, I should give you
2: a little bit of background on the significance of the ending of episode five. So the character of Quicksilver well both both Wanda and Quicksilver, so in the comics these are both characters that are equally identified with the X-Men and the Avengers they spend equal time in both comics so at the time fox was had the movie rights to the x-men but since there was overlap between these two characters it gave uh the ability for marvel and fox to both use scarlet witch and quicksilver didn't they try to do scarlet witch in x-men 3 I never saw that
1: one. Uh, I don't remember. That was the worst one, which is saying a lot. (laughs) But yeah, it was. Yeah. There may have been some references or something, but yeah.
2: Yeah. But uh, one of the characters that was in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. So they introduced Wanda and her brother Pietro Quicksilver. uh, But and the version in that movie was played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's known for uh, the movie Kick-Ass. But his character died in that movie. But there also was the uh, a version that was different in the X-Men movies. Completely blanking on the actor's name, Evan Peters. Yes, Evan
1: Peters. Who's very well known for... He never had a huge part in the X-Men movies, but he always had a good scene or two that fans really liked, so fans like that guy. Yeah, so it's very
2: interesting to see a different version of the same character showing up and what the ramifications of this will be, and it's going to be interesting to see how they explain why this happened. That's really the big mystery now. Uh, We'll probably know more tomorrow.
0: Do you think that most of these mysteries will eventually be answered within the context of the show? Or do you think some of these will have to branch out to, I guess, what's to come after this show ends?
2: I think most of it will be answered within the confines of WandaVision. But I think that there's going to be ramifications down the line. I know one of the things that people were speculating to happen, so I had mentioned that House of M, uh, where Wanda changed reality to get rid of most of the mutants in the world, people were speculating a situation opposite to that, that potentially she creates mutants somehow by messing with the fabric of reality uh i'm not sure if that is something that will happen
1: uh but and the other big mystery we haven't even touched on um that at the end of end game where we left off vision was dead yeah mm-hmm. so he shows up here happy and alive and whistling and we don't, did she bring him back is she just you know, is she dragging his corpse around <laughs> around the, inside this bubble? Like, yeah. what's going on? H- how is he back? And I- is he back, Is I guess, is a better question.
0: Yeah, I had that same question, too. Of course, I haven't seen Endgame, but it was obvious that Vision had died previously. But it was also—they, they, um, I guess, expressed that the people in the town— they're not projections or hallucinations. They're actual townspeople, who are under this mind control spell. So, yeah, that makes me wonder too if, if mm-hmm. vision is in the flesh or in
1: the and seem to be in pain and scared to death. Like it's not some benign thing. She's she's right. causing <laughs> she's yeah. causing pain to all these people. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty
0: dark. It oh, it reminded me of uh, what what other what was that short story. Um, I have no mouth, but I must scream. I, it, it was a short story from I don't know, seventies, eighties, about this artificial intelligence that basically became a god and kept the last humans alive for his own satisfaction.
2: You mean Google?
0: That yeah, or Google Future Google. <laughs> it was called. That's the new title, Future Google. <laughs> Uh, well, do you guys have any final thoughts? I have to end it. I got to get back to work. I got to do, you know, big boy things that I don't want to do. How do you want to sum up our WandaVision discussion?
2: I think it's a really interesting series. Reese, you can, you can be the, the judge on whether or not you'd recommend it to somebody that does not have a knowledge of Marvel. But as a fan, I think it's very enjoyable and well done. So far,
0: I would I think it's interesting enough it's it's well done well acted well written I do kind of feel a little out of the loop but not so much that it it turns me off you know from wanting to watch the next episode, which is a good thing uh, I'm just happy that I have you guys who I can you know I can throw <laughs> questions at and get some answers. yeah I think
1: it's it's taking chances it's smart it's interesting. And I can sit and debate it with people for, for a half hour. And what do you think this means? Yeah. Or I've got friends who are just watching it and just go, go about their day. Like you, you can watch it and just enjoy what you see, or you can dissect every you know every screenshot you can get your hands on. So it's it's uh, satisfying in that in a lot of different ways to different people.
0: All right. Well,
1: I still got my fingers crossed. We get
0: a uh, Nick Cage cameo somewhere, even if it's a deep fake.
1: Well, you had asked, uh, uh, you said we might get to some point tonight of who, who you think Nicolas Cage should play in the Marvel Universe, and my mind immediately went to a very D-list villain. Mm-hmm. There's a guy named Angar the Screamer. All right. So you should look him up, Google I him. Know. For some reason, the idea of Nicolas Cage, this guy, he, he, he has a hallucinogenic scream. He <laughs> screams at you, and you start tripping, so... That's that's perfect. That would be my suggestion. I'm already sold.
0: Did you see Mandy? <laughs> have you seen any of his m- recent movies? It has been it's been recommended to me, but yeah. I haven't seen Mandy. All right. Of course, that's that's the fan favorite so far of this era of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite
1: Nicolas Cage movie? Favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Um I'm definitely not the connoisseur that you guys are. I don't think anyone is. But I I probably have a safer bet like uh, Raising Arizona. Yeah. I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan, so I, I could watch Raising Arizona any night of the week. So I, I love That's his performance one. in that.
0: That one nearly won our last season. The uh, championship, though, it, it went to—wasn't um, mine. Wild at heart, it was Vampire's Kiss. Have you seen that classic masterpiece? No. Well, if no. You, if you get a chance, you should uh, check it out,
1: right? Sean? Okay. Okay. It's a classic. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for you guys to get to those mid '90s, you know, the peak Cage era. We are too. You know, ni- 95, 96, whatever year that was, where he was in Blockbuster after. Blood oh my God! <laughs> Speaking of that, well, season three. Yeah,
0: season three. We're gearing up for it. Um, it's coming soon we'll have we'll have an announcement. The gears are in motion, but i just i, I just ha- saw today
1: there's they're remaking face off
0: <laughs> Have what? you seen that I'm about to explode right now no
1: I literally right before I logged into this if- I was I was scrolling through something, and I saw they're doing. They're, someone's making a remake or a reboot of Face Off. And we just spent an hour talking about WandaVision. <laughs> that's why I saved that news to last. I didn't want to derail this whole thing.
2: <laughs> it better not fucking have Aaron Paul in it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man, that's funny. I had no idea. That, that'll be one for uh, future Google. I mean, I gotta have to look that up. Uh, we will be watching Willy's Wonderland. You can expect a review of that soon. Yeah. You excited for that, Sean?
2: I am. Um, this I, is uh, very much like uh, Knock Off uh, Five Nights at Freddy's.
0: Yeah. It's Nicolas Cage versus animatronics. Animatronic animals at an amusement park.
2: Nice. There's yep. probably pizza. Oscar. Evolved.
0: Oscar bait right there. Mm <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, thank you both For joining me for this exciting special episode of.
1: Yeah, This was a lot of fun I appreciate you thinking of me And asking me to, to chip in Absolutely, yeah
0: uh, We'd love to have you back too Especially if we have um, future comic book related episodes It'd be a pleasure to have you and, Kick uh, ass Kick ass That's right, kick ass With Nicholas Cage, Cage is
2: good in that one
0: mm-hmm. I know, it's amazing, right? Make sure you check us out at NickCageFight.com. Season three is coming soon. Also check out Kapow, the pop cultured podcast. That's Jordan's podcast here. They talk about uh, comic books, movies, well, all kinds of stuff, right?
1: Yeah, a little bit of everything. It's at uh, with kpp.com. You can find us. All right. Thanks
0: again. Catch us next time. I'm out.